It is Wednesday. It is Sports Arena. And it is Extreme Rewind as Hardcore J launches himself through a table to get into the mood. There's a massive crash to start the show there. Crash! <laughs> oh, how you doing, Jay? You all right? Oh, not too bad. That was, that was quite a low energy build there from you. Well, I was going somewhere, but then there was a massive light bang on your side. Which was that? You, yeah, obviously, which I thought was you launched yourself for a table to get in character during a big entrance. And I thought, well, I don't want to compete. So I let you have your oh. moment because you've got props. I, I, I haven't. <laughs> but what I was going to do is oh. I'm announcing that we're joining the Wednesday Night Wars. Yeah. So, you know, as ECW style, fuck NXT, fuck AEW, old school ECW we podcast. Are, you, you can keep your demo, God. We are the deities of the download. Yeah, everyone get back to fucking 98. What are we doing? Even the now. The now sucks. Come on. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this, is, uh, yeah, this is the new angle for the show. We don't want the whole pie, we just want our slice. All right, we're coming for it. Wednesday Night Wars. This is the new us. This is the new direction on social media. Um, yeah, maybe. So, yeah, <laughs> extreme rewinds. You we... backed off of that really quickly. <laughs> this, is us. this is what we're going to do. This is, this is our call to it. No, I'm tired. <laughs> it's just a little safety net, isn't it? Just a little safety net. So, obviously, we don't get. The million that AW has. And the oh, okay. Yeah, we can just be like that. No, we're only joking, obviously. It's just a podcast. Uh, we are in 1998, and we are in February 1998, looking at episodes 252 and 253 of ECW Hardcore TV. We are fast on our way to the Living Dangerous pay per view. Um, so much so that these shows will take us there. So that'll be next they week's will. episode. Spoiler. We will be delivering the land of pay-per-view and living dangerously. Oh, which we love a bit of pay-per-view, don't we? I think so. I mean, I... November to Remember is still fresh in my mind, and it was brilliant for all the right and wrong reasons. Which I think they even took shots at, didn't they? One of their other pay-per-views? Uh, yeah, a little bit. It might be the yeah. second one. One of them they threw a little jab at in one of the episodes, which I probably didn't make notes at, so I'll never reference it again. If you um, haven't uh, experienced November to remember 1997, then whilst going and watching it on the network, obviously, go back in the archives and listen to our run through of it. It's it's some of it's like legitimately excellent. Some of it's like bad B movie excellent. But it's all excellent in different ways. And it's all just free content, isn't it? Imagine, you know, having the urge to watch ECW again from the beginning and having like a couple of people sitting there doing it with you and sharing your thoughts. It's the conversation, reliving the revolution. It's perfect. As you discover the Super Destroyers in Tommy Cairo. Exactly. Got an 11-hour drive? Get us involved. Lukewarm Chad Austin. Look, the legacy still lives on with Lukewarm Chad Austin. We started a movement with that, and I'm dead proud of it. Uh, yeah, that and the multi-tool of wrestling, Tommy Cairo. Oh, yeah. I think that T-shirt's still available as well, code UK. Still one of my favourites. Not that it's got any reference to Tommy Cairo. It's just purely a coincidental shirt of a slogan or, that we created. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> and, and we had to back off very quickly from him being the Swiss Army nice life of professionally wrestling. <laughs> just, it sounds a lot cooler, you know, actually visually seeing what you're sort of doing. Unless he did a corkscrew as a finisher, then it would be relevant. Um, I was going to say... You've got a cool ECW story, right? Do you want to start off with that? I do. Well, yeah, let's, let's, I was, I was going to tell you. Um, So we are, we have experienced 250 episodes of Eastern to Extreme, 251 episodes, 252 episodes of Eastern to Extreme and everything in between going back from 1993 to date, because you and I grew up huge wrestling fans and you and I grew up huge ECW fans Um, and part of our fandom on that was the love of the wrestling figure the wrestling action figure Um, 
and um, you, uh, we've talked about it a couple of times, but not hugely. Uh, you have a, uh, a, a Jax ECW collection that you are continuing to grow and build. Yeah. Um, and then I have a very random selection of figures. Um, so you and I both got our very first LJN figure a few months ago because it felt like something that we should have. Um, uh, so yeah, we've, we've, we've kind of bought figures from when we were small all the way up and never really kind of grew out of wrestling or action figures or stopped. Um, and one of the things I was looking at, one of my multiple searches that are saved on eBay is um, ECW OSFTM, which stands for Original San Francisco Toy Makers, which was the company that made the original ECW figures back in the late 90s and early 2000s. Um, and um, th there was a couple that popped up on my, my saved search. So um, I decided not to go for Sabu because I, I didn't want Sabu, um, but I don't own any of these. So I decided to, to, to pick some up. Um, and there was a Taz that I, I got hold of and there was uh, Shane Douglas that I missed. Um, and um, then there was a, a, a Bubba Ray and a Devon, which I don't think you and I had ever actually seen in real life. Um, no, we didn't because obviously us getting it at the time was based on, I'd say, two visits to Florida. Yeah. So yeah. basically, it was two, the, the, we, we went the first time, and literally the first wave had just come out. So we grabbed all of them and a couple of ECW shirts, because wrestling was so hot, there was like a shirt stall in the mall. Yeah, apparently so we, they, they, were, they were in the... They'd done a show like two nights before we'd got there or something, which was... Annoying. Yeah, and they were like, "Oh, did you go down to wherever it was in Florida to watch the show?" Which was yeah, like I'm a four, it's like a four-hour drive from like where we were, which in America is like <laughs> no big deal, but for us, that's that's a pretty big fucking deal. Um, so, yeah. so we obviously wouldn't have done that, but we picked up all the action figures, which was something you can even fathom. I mean, these are days before your Amazons and that. You you don't get these. No, that's the reality of it all. So we managed to get that, and we went back. And uh, picked up some of, it might be in the third wave or something. It was like Tommy Dreamer in like the yellow shirt rather than thing. Um, I think, yeah, I think it was the Clash Champions line. Yeah, so so new, it was a new Jack in it. Um, Lance Storm with um, the red and white, which is his more iconic trunk. So I'm happy with that instead of the green and black ones. Um, oh, maybe Rhino? Yeah. And Raven, Raven. I'm not sure if we got Raven or got Raven later on, but yeah, it was that sort of time. It was. It wasn't anything. It was just a mishmash of what they had left at the time. It was a couple of waves that had been and gone, but to us, it was everything, because you know, ECW hardly got TV in the UK as we've discussed with Bravo, um, let alone toy lines over here. Yeah, but I mean, we 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 dabbled in in tape trading and a few other things and we'd seen some anyway so yes yeah, so we were uh, and and the internet was was the thing so um yeah so they popped up so um i managed to get um uh bubba and devon for you uh for your uh, ecw original san francisco toy makers uh collection which is and, insane it's so good and uh and and taz for me um and because I bought them on, they were all le le listed separately. So on the third time of winning a bid, um, uh, John, who was selling them, reached out to me over uh, eBay and, and was talking to me and said, you know, oh, you're really into these. And he was saying about how he was a fan of ECW and picked up. And I said, yeah, you know, um, we do a podcast where we, we're rewatching it from the beginning and we're up to Living Dangerously 98 and and uh, all the rest of it. And um he uh, he said, "Well, I haven't put up these two, but I've got Justin Credible and Chris Candido that we're about to put up. Would you be interested in them as well?" So I picked up Chris Candido and Justin Credible, both of which might come up in this this episode um, uh, as well. Um, and he also threw in the heavyweight championship, which was brilliant. And uh, has said that he's listened to the podcast. So, John, if you're listening, um, absolute pleasure doing business business with you. Um, great to connect with ECW fans. 
and uh, the the toys have gone to a, a good home. They are they are on my shelf at the moment. Um, even Bubba and Devon, who are waiting for me to uh, work out when I'm dropping them off uh, to you. Yeah, which is amazing. Again, like I said, you know, stuff like that it's all about. I mean, I said we're always looking for um, figures. So if anyone's got a Steve Carino, just. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's your holy grail, isn't it? He's Steve Carino, ECW. It is because it's not even like the Steve Carino, like I love. It's it's slightly early Steve Carino, but it's just it's rookie figure, really, isn't it? It really is, but it's the only Steve Carino figure. Steve Carino Series Five Bash of the Brawlers released in two thousand. Yeah, and also obviously talking about random stuff like this. Um, anyone with WWE Two K nineteen, if you're not involved with the extreme. Um, sort of lives with basically what they're doing. Um, the guys on the PS4 making the wave after wave of these amazing ECW creations. You need to check that out. Yeah. It's absolutely insane, the work they're doing. So many creators couldn't lift them all. But, um, yeah, they deserve all the press they can get for the stuff they're doing for the PlayStation with ECW. It's just unreal. It's like you couldn't ask for a better ECW DLC pack. It's that good. No, they, they've they've really gone into um, they've they've made every single one look just beautiful and and the the arenas and everything else it, yeah they've they've really gone the miles on it haven't they oh it's unreal so uh, yeah that's something to look forward to um, I suppose you better do a show at some point yeah should we talk about the actual things we watched <laughs> rather than all the things I bought. Yes, yeah, so February 1998, episode 252. It starts off with the Grandpa Joe um, dreamer angle with just incredible coming out saying, oh, I wish you had died instead. Um, yeah, Extended still, footage. Yeah. We see Jason run in and try to get just incredible to come away. Jason looks distraught that just incredible has done this. Which is weird because obviously with things they've done in the past, like, you know, stealing families and crucifix angles and barbed wire matches and... Yeah, but that's just work stuff. This is a shoot, brother. (laughs) It just, you know, breaking someone's neck, you know, and trying to break his neck again while stealing his manager. Um, It just feels a little bit like... It was a harsh sentence, but they've done a little bit worse, I think. No, but that was pretend. This is shoot. Oh, You're shoot. not understanding. You know, that's as as you know the Dudleys go on to say. You know, we 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 can be bad guys and all the rest of it, but you know that's that's crossing the line. You know, just incredible is just an arsehole. Um, you know, yeah. that's 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 just disrespectful. That's a shoot. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Touching on what you said, obviously the next bit it shows the Dudley boys, once Justin Credible goes, the Dudley boys grab the mic and obviously say that to Tommy Dreamer and the Sandman. And oh, I don't know, I wasn't I wasn't best pleased with that. I, no, I, felt, I, I felt it a poor positioning of... I I have issues with, I continue to have issues with the, all of that was wasn't real but this this is real brother this is this is you know when i when i was pretending to beat people up that's a different thing this however this is real this this bit here is real you know i might be a bad guy but that guy's a bad guy um especially because and now back on with normal show it's even like you know spoiler but it's even comedic because you know later this year i think it is you know Heads up, Dreamer. The Dullies break your wife's neck. You know? And she has to retire from professional wrestling. <laughs> so yeah. It's, it's kind of the bigger picture. Exactly the same thing was going through my mind of, you know, that's but that's that's crossing a line. That's just too far. That's that's <laughs> motherfucker, you're gonna break his wife's neck. <laughs> it's just like, I know it's just forgotten, but it's just And then oh. you're gonna cut on cut promos on the crowd so much so that they're going to try and riot. Oh, it's just tremendous. So, uh, yeah, Danny Boys get involved with that. Um, the match sort of starts. The Dudley's in complete control. They the match starts with a catch-as-catch-can technical style with the Sandman and Bubba Ray tra- tra- trading hip tosses and arm drags. 
Do you know my notes actually I... said technical Sandman going back to his surfer days. I don't know what I was watching. It, I, I, it didn't. It felt as if they were doing it as a bet. It felt like a, a house show they didn't think was going to air, and they were just having fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it felt like they're doing it for the live crowd to sort of pop them and pop themselves and just have a laugh. They didn't realise that this match is actually going to be on TV and they've got like Sam actually just being a technical wrestler. It was, it was, it was fun to watch. But um, yeah, so the Dudley boys got in control. Um, they started mocking New Jack, which led to the gangster natives coming out. They're still a thing, everyone. Oh, good. Um, yeah, Sabu and RVD came out and it became a four-way. Well, right, so because Cronus then started mocking Sabu and RVD. Yeah. So this is this is the wrestling equivalent of saying Candyman in the mirror. So because <laughs> the Dudleys called, mocked New Jack, New Jack and Cronus came out. Yeah. And then because Cronus mocked Sabu and RVD, they came out. Yeah. And then some guy had a hook for a hand. <laughs> Just nodded. This <laughs> <laughs> is beautiful. Um, so yeah, the match itself. So this is now. Elimination match. Yeah, it's now a four-way elimination, which is which is fine. I mean, uh, Credible appears in the crowd again. Dreamer goes after him. So it basically ends up with RVD and Sabu versus the Sandman. Yeah, so Cronus and New Jack are first gone. Yep. Um, because end it, end it. They've, they've still just... They, they seem to still not be sure with Cronus. So it's like, he's back! He's that jobbed. Um... Then uh, Dudley's go shortly after, um, and then we're into the usual thing of Sam Man just gets beaten up for a long time again. Yeah, hit with move after move, finish after finish, so combination after combination, until eventually it is too much and he loses. But, um, yeah, not an awful match to start it. I mean, it's a bit all over the place. I mean, sour taste with the game. Yeah, chaotic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was real, just kind of like hot flashes, like Dudley boys being super nice, but then being super dicks, mocking, and then the mocking, you know, you get offended by mocking, but then you mock yourself, so, and then it just all gets a bit, and then sort of, you know, the the super WWE invader heels sort of pick up the win as they continue their feud with Sam. And just, there was a lot, there was just a lot of going on, there was combinations of stories and it was either you accept it for what it was or you try to sort of analyse it and confuse yourself. So you just got to accept it for what it was. Yeah. And uh, we get promo from Bueller talking about Justin Credible. Uh, says about him wanting to be a superstar and how Dreamer had to battle all the way to the top. And then we got a, um, a video of how Tommy Dreamer become the innovator of violence. I, I really liked Bueller's promo. I thought it was good. Um, I thought I thought she cut a really good promo. You know, you you, you wanted to be the hotshot. Well done, you are. Um, I, you know, I thought it was a really good you know promo. I, the bit that I kind of went a little bit on was, um, uh, you know, because Tommy's got a dark side. Oh, cool. All right, good. Um, yeah. <laughs> like I always thought my pain. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he's back to being tortured, Tommy. Um, although that comes back in a little while, and, and I'll, I'll I will reference that in a, in a little while and say how brilliant it was. Back to dripping um, candle wax on himself again. Yeah, because because I am the the innovator of emo violence. Um, <laughs> see this T-shirt wasn't even mine. I took this from Ray. <laughs> I don't even get my own t-shirts. That's how hardcore I am. <laughs> I wear um, large, but this is a medium. Ooh. <laughs> it's not even comfortable. Oh, I asked up my coffee. They put milk in it. That's the pain I have to deal with every day. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but no, I thought her promo was really, really good. Yeah, the, the thing was cool. The video package was cool. Again, it could have been. For about a minute shorter. They need to what I love is is you know the Raven stuff kind of you know meh doesn't matter. Um, some of the other stuff he's done meh doesn't matter. Let's do sixteen different clips of him being thrown through tables by Primetime Brian Lee. 
Yeah, it's like the Raven. Yeah, we only fought like you know seventy-seven times around the world. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, we'll show him get crucified once. Um, Here's here's him getting beaten up by the Sandman a lot. Yeah. Then here's a very quick thing that something happened with Raven, and then here's um, him getting beaten up by Primetime Brian Lee a lot. Yeah. Um, We're not going to show the the stuff that he's been beaten up over the last year. Oh, and. um, the Bruise Brothers with the, the the cinder block to the balls. None of the um, Jerry Lawler stuff. None of the beatdown with Sabu and RVD. Yeah, None very, the, the selection process was very weird. It was almost as if they didn't have any video footage beyond 1996. Hmm. Like like ECW didn't have access to ECW footage from 1997. Yeah, no, I mean, it might have been almost a repeat of an old video package that we just didn't recognise, to be fair. From two years ago. Yeah, it might have just been a ready-to-go sort of jobby, because like I said, the story's there, but it's not the first time they've told this story for different sort of feuds and stuff like that. Um... No. That sounds fine, and obviously, what you need now is um, a little more Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> so it, it almost took me about like two minutes into this match to realise this is sort of everyone we'd just seen wrestle another match, sort of. Yeah, yeah. The the selection of matches on on these two shows was was weird. So yes, we're back into the Tommy Dreamer entrance. Um, but this time it's uh, RVD, Sabu, and... The debut in Baracus. Oh, yes. Baracus. Could I forget? Um, versus uh, the the chair swinging freaks of Balls and Axel and Tommy Dreamer. Yeah. I mean, you know, Morbiul Mugalikati, I can't complain. You know, I was alright with that, but yeah, it just seems. I mean, there's there's like dragging feuds out, and there's sort of like hot shotting feuds. I mean, obviously, I haven't seen. Obviously, I've watched the show, but I can't remember all the cards. Does Credible fight Dreamer um, living dangerously? He does, but we'll come into that. Okay, all right, we'll come into that. So basically, with this Credible taunts um, Dreamer before the match. Dreamer chases him out of the building. Um, he drives off. Jason's chasing the whole time, saying, I'm nothing to do with this, Tommy. I'm nothing to do with this. I'm thinking, what's it matter, Jason? Just deal with it. You know, it's fine. Um, so it ends up basically a three on two. <sighs> Not a lot goes on until the end where Baracus is finally tagged in. Um, struggles to lift up, but does lift up. Axel Rotten sort of uses like a running power slam, put him for a table in the corner and pins him. So Baracus is on a win streak in ECW leading up to a match with Taz. Which is going to be a big match because they've been building that one for months now. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, and, week... you know, that's they've been building it for so long, you'd expect that to be pay-per-view quality. You'd expect... Tommy Dreamer to finally get his hands on Just Incredible, and you'd expect Taz and Baracus to blow this feud off that they've been building forever. Um, all of this feels as if, you know, if you've got a pay-per-view in literally a week and a half, that's the place to do these. Oh, 100%. So we then, um, next up we have a promo by Taz. We're basically talking Bam Bam Bigelow and Baracus. I'm happy he's talking Baracus, if I'm honest. I thought this was just going to be a full-on Bam Bam promo and I would have been absolutely kind of like so disappointed they'd just blown that feud off. Yeah. I, I know it is sort of hot-shotted because they've got sort of quite a hot angle and that's got to take priority because Bracus is just, it hasn't caught on like they wanted. I mean, he can't work and he can't talk <laughs> and all he does is just wear like small pants and look like a WBF sort of performer yeah so he, he just he just doesn't fit into ECW he's so anti ECW but he can't like back it up 
if he was like some jacked up guy who looked very stereotypical WWE, but was actually an amazing talker, an amazing worker, it would have thrown a spanner in the works massively. But he's just like shocking. So it's just like, oh, there he is. He, he's, he's so much better just literally standing behind as an opposing sort of muscle figure that doesn't actually ever do anything. Because um, I don't know, I think he's up there with 9 one as a pretty awful wrestler. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, yeah, so Bam Bam obviously runs them both down. Any key moments from this that sort of stand out? Or um, I, I really liked the... I, 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 again, it was a promo I felt just went on for a little bit longer because for me, the killer line in this was, um, you know, Bam Bam, I know I'm in for the fight of my life, but I know you're in the fight in for the fight of yours. Um, and I thought that was great. And if that then led to... So beat me for my belt if you can and survive if I let you. I think that would have been perfect. But instead we had another two minutes of, because um, you want this, you want this belt, the only belt that matters and it's round my waist and the franchise can't have it and Crandido can't have it and you can't have it because my belt and I'm going to keep it because I want this belt and it's my belt. So beat me if you can. And it's just like, it was such a killer kind of like, you know, Again, just a little bit of editing. They, that's the that's the hot line. That's the, the the hair standing on the back of your neck line of, you know, I know I'm in for the fight of my life, but damn it, so are you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be the story of the whole journey of ECW, unfortunately. Just just a little mm. bit of editing, and and man, it's it's almost, you know, if you went back and re-edited all these series and took out bits to do that. You could have such. I mean, don't worry, there's, a, there's a lot of good bits anyway. It's not oh, unwatchable. Yeah. I mean, no, but, but you, you just feel oh, that wow. second take with with a little bit of an edit with you know the, especially the promos. You know they're, they're famous for kind of trying to cut around the matches and you know the spectacle to to hide the fact that Brackus can't work, for instance. Um, and we've seen that. We've seen nine one one look like the hottest. Thing in the world when you can barely do a choke slab. Um, but with the promos, especially, they just they just needed some direction. They just needed a certain amount of of coaching. They just needed a certain amount of editing, and and it just wasn't quite there. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if someone at WWE went, oh, um, we need you to edit these ECW hardcore TV episodes. So they're only half hour long. Like, fuck me, you could have some amazing half-hour shows. Yeah. I mean, it depends on who does it, obviously, and how much yeah. of a, well, yeah. a fan they are of it. But you, for instance, I think you could edit these down to to a really, like, shit-hot half-hour. Well, yeah, I mean, it's there. It's just, um, like I said, sometimes they've just got an extra couple of lines they don't, don't necessarily need. But, um, yeah, it has everything he touches gold at the moment, in my opinion. I'm loving his stuff on this. Yep. Get into full swing tags. Next, we get a promo from the Triple Threat. Shane Douglas, Chris Candido, Bam Bam, Bigelow, and Francine. Uh, Candido goes off on a Lance Storm and talks about his mystery partner. What do you think about it? Yes. Um, I, I, I thought it was uh, fine. Candido announces that you know he doesn't need a mystery partner. His partner is going to be the best in the company, the best in the world, the franchise, Shane Douglas. Um, uh, so that's that's fine. Um, yeah, it was all right. It was a good enough promo from them. Yeah, no, exactly. I said it's broken into like um, two parts. So basically, here he says. Um, he's got the best partner and he's, he's going to announce his partner. We then dive into our snow buried in the sand. Oh, yes. And this is where he sort of makes a joke about... Um, and I thought that Vince buried me. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Take that brass ring and shove it up your ass. Um, yeah, so <laughs> he did that. And then we went back to Candido where he announced, obviously, Shane Douglas and that, which was fine. We then had Shane Douglas versus Chris Chetty in a match. I kind of like the fact that there was sort of a post-tape, so you had Shane Douglas doing commentary <laughs> in his own match. It, yes. it, it shouldn't have worked, but it just did. 
I think if it was anyone but Shane Douglas, then it may not have worked. But with it being Shane Douglas, yeah, yeah. I mean, he just he just obviously got himself over, but he just complimented his own match so much that it just became an entertaining sort of Shane Douglas versus Chris Chetty match, which you wouldn't really expect to be that much of a sort of eye grab of everything else going on. So it was really good. Um, Taz and Bam Bam get into it after the match. I think Taz sort of locks him in the Taz mission. It cuts straight away. I can't remember. I think Taz did take it to him and it cut straight away as if the triple threat and Shane Douglas were like cut, cut, kind of. Yeah. Did the upper hand and it went to uh, Bam Bam just shouting at the the screen very quickly as it went off the air. So they're obviously leading with that feud. And I think rightly so. It's, it's a hot feud. It's a big angle. And um, I'm very excited to, to watch it again. It's, it's been a minute. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, next up, we have the around the 25th of February, 1998, episode 253. Um, quite a sad beginning to this show. Obviously, everyone making their way to the ring. And they obviously announced the passing of Luis Piccoli. Um, we get the 10 belt salute with the whole roster. Um, Heyman basically makes a reference, which I sort of thought, I didn't take as a dig. I thought it was quite nice. And he was just like, you know, there's other companies where they have groups and they say, if you're a part of it, you're for life. Um, once you've been part of the ECW family, you, you are part of family for life. And they dedicated the show to him. And I thought that was quite nicely done. It wasn't a sh- like a, a shot at NWO. It was no. just like, once you're part of this, you will always be part of this. And I to think be fair... Only... Go on, and to be fair? I was going to say, to be fair, the way it's remembered, it, it is the truth. You know, everyone yeah. is fondly remembered, isn't it? I, I think my only problem with it is you must be clever enough to know that if you're talking to your fan base and you are going to make a reference to that, yeah. then they're going to jump on that thing. And, you know, you can say, you know, I'm, I'm not looking for cheers and booze, but the fact that you are going to reference that, you know that they're going to do the fuck WCW rah kind of thing. Yeah. Trying to do a solemn thing. Um, and again, it's this, it, it's difficult because, because everything's a shoot brother when there's something like this that's real, it's not a shoot, it's real, the fans are waiting to see. So, I mean, you had some that were clever and they understood and, you know, they're chanting Spicoli as everyone comes out. You've had others who are doing what they do and trying to be part of the show. Um, yeah, you've got other crowd members which are dicks and, like, shouting stuff during the 10 bell. Yeah. They think they're cool. And it's just... Um... Yeah, no, it's hard. And also, it's hard because obviously they've just done a similar thing for um, Dreamer's um, granddad, which I don't know if his granddad like really did pass. I assume he did. I, I, I believe he did. I believe the, the, the granddad thing was real. Um, yeah. But they've turned it into an angle. And this thing, down to the 10 bell salute. Yeah, which is, and I mean, obviously, it's, it's I mean, just unfortunate timing. No. Yeah, but it is that, timing. Yeah. Um, so um, all of the East W roster came out, yeah. including Droz. I thought that, yeah, which has made me um, start looking at the classic series Droz. <laughs> I think you need him, especially as he gets involved in the match. Um, uh, and but not just incredible. No, I mean, but I think that's um, clever, I guess. But to, and this is my issue with it. This is either a shoot or it's not. This is either real or it's not. So either everyone's going out to show their respect or they're not. And if they're not, then have a selection, have some, have some who have worked with him rather than everyone. Yeah, and I suppose if it's everyone, it's everyone. Um, just be clever with your editing who you show on camera. Really, if you want people out there to show their respects, but you don't want them shown, then don't show 
initially zoom in on someone. Do you know what I mean? Don't zoom in on Justin Creed. We'll stay next yeah. to Tommy Dreamer, for example. You can have you can have a load of people in the ring. You can have a load of people, you know, all the baddies or whatever else. You can have them up in the eagle's nest or, or some or standing by the entrance or something. So, and you can do a quick pan so you can see that they're there, but you don't need to do anything. It, 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 it's and it, it's them booking themselves into corners that they shouldn't do. It's real or it's not. And the problem is because it's, they do this entire thing of, well, that's real, but that's not real. And you know where, when I've said, well, this one's the real, real, they, they blur their own lines. Yeah, and, it, and it's hard because, um, like, like I said, with a lot of it, you, you don't have, like, certain backup. Like, you would now, you have things like, um, you know, sort of Twitter and youtube and that to show different bits and to almost give you a little bit of a buffer to help sort of blur and unlock blur and that a bit more but this is just you, you see it and there's no explanation really just what happens and you've got to move on with it yeah but um yeah no it's, it was nice it was, it was nice they did it it was nice that they put it on the show but like i said everyone just should have been but you know um so we get a promo from the triple threat again at shane douglas Chris Candido, Bam Bam Bigelow, and Francine. And this time, Sunny is with them. Um, I thought it was a great franchise promo. Dugout, Taz, Storm. And he yeah. just kind of really owns the room. He's, he's Did that the impressions guy. Of him. Yeah, he's that guy that's just shit hot on the mic and just sort of is like, fuck it. And actually takes out anyone who sort of tries it with him. Yeah, the arrogant jock can back yeah. it up. You know, he's, he's now got the gang behind him. He's got the hottest girl in the world. He's got the gang behind him, untouchable. And all the swagger to go with it. So, uh, interesting that Sunny's in the ring again. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I don't know her position in WWE at the moment. but um... So, she is still in WWE at this point and is part of the talent exchange of just kind of going backwards and forwards, basically. Okay. It's just very weird because... Yeah, I suppose they didn't know what to do with her at this point. But um, if that happens, they talk about the mystery partner, not knowing who it is. Sunny's like, I know who it is. I know everything. Chris Candido's like, who is it? She says, I'm not going to tell you. It's a secret. And uh, Candido's like, you can't do that. And he's like, trust me, you can't handle my secrets or something like that, or the stuff you don't know. Yeah. And now, how did you like, feel about that? I just, like, I mean, obviously, I took it as, you know, a lot of the locker room stories you heard about WWE and sort of all the alleged Shawn Michaels stuff and all that kind of, uh, you know. But I think later on they said, I tried to justify it in some way, but I, I took it as a real, trust me, you don't know what I get up to. You don't know my secrets. Yeah, it was it was a, a real weird, and I just and it is you know we're, we're looking back with with the stories about uh, and and they've been corroborated by by her so um, the stories about her her and um, Shawn Michaels um, there was a line there was something about him being uh, Lance Storm being Canadian and and uh, loving him because he's Canadian which made me think of the Sunny Days stuff yeah. Um, with with Sean and Brett, um, yeah, just a really weird. And then he Candido grabs her and and he's she's like, you know, we're not in private. Let me go. This is not okay, kind of thing. Um, which again was a weird blur that I don't know was required. Um, yeah, there's a lot, so many like weird sort of sort of bits of it. But, um, yeah, but uh, it's just strange. It was, a, it was a strange twist to it. I don't know if it was necessary. Again, it, it got sort of the big, oh, from the smart marks that sort of knew the stories and all this. But um, I don't know. It just seemed weird to have her sort of somewhat turn on him like that. Yeah. Over Lance Storm's mystery partner. I mean, it's it, the whole point on this is that he was the reason he's turned on on Lance Dorm is because he was jealous because he thought that you know 
Sonny liked Lance Storm and because she kept going on about how much potential and blah, 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 and um, uh, all of this. So the fact that there seems to be some truth in this is just weird. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's very strange. Um, next up, it finally is happening. Everyone, settle down. Taz versus Baracus is up next. Now, as much as I joked about this being a pay-per-view build match, um, I'm very glad it wasn't on the pay-per-view. I'm, I'm looking forward to Bam Bam versus Taz. I don't need Bracus versus Taz on a pay-per-view for, for three and a half minutes. Especially where before um, he's like, his last couple of pay-per-views have been like Pitbull 2. And sort of, it's yeah. nice to have a proper pay-per-view match. Since barely legal... Has it really had a proper pay-per-view match you can sort of get stuck into? That's a liar. Chris Candido had a nice build. It's true. But, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't want Bracus at the pay-per-view. I want, I want no. Bam Bam, the iconic moments that we get from that match. But, um, but there's, yeah. There's, 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 sort of like, there's not 1% of you that believe that Bracus could win this. No. Do I mean, that's the difference. So Bam Bam, because of what happened with Shane Douglas, he's going into this where he is a legit threat to Taz. And you think, okay, this is going to be interesting. Barakas isn't that guy. He hasn't been steamrolling people. He hasn't been doing promos, screaming for Taz. He hasn't been sort of like, you know. No, he he kind of hung around inside a little bit now and again. And stared at him. Yeah, there, there was nothing to say like, Taz, I've been sent here. To put you out of the business. I mean, your path of rage stops at me. You know, you're nothing. You're tiny. Look at you. You know, my arm's bigger than you. You know, he could have done anything to sort of really just be that guy. But instead, he just kind of said, there his arm folded and just looked like, and just took abuse about being a juicehead and all this other stuff. And um, yeah, it wasn't a five star match. It wasn't a classic. But I feel after what was you left with it was the perfect length it was a fun match Taz wins yeah I mean I was surprised as how much um, offence Bracus got it's, it, it's a brave man that gets power bombed by Bracus. Yeah. yeah fair shout and then he goes back to do um, Brawl for all doesn't he I think so in the last hoo-ha to save his career I think that might be it for... Is that it for Bracus? He's two and done. It must be. They've got no reason to keep him around. I think they probably sent him there to try and see if uh, they could work with anything for him. Yeah, yeah, a bit of seasoning. And nothing, and then probably just sent him back and said, no, there's not a lot going on there. Uh, We get photo highlights of Tommy Dreamer versus Justin Credible from Cyberstorm. Yeah, so you're building to your pay-per-view. You're building this this blood feud on pay-per-view. Where he finally gets his hands on him. Where he finally gets his hands on him. And what you do is you show the fact that not only have they already got hold of each other and had a match, it's a fucking first blood match. Yeah. You've already paid off the blood feud. Yeah, I mean, again, this, this is what we've said before. Um, if you said take this show down to half an hour, this would be the first bit I'd cut out. Joey, it's just not needed. Yep. I'd get rid of this and literally just cut straight to um, the Tommy Dreamer whispering promo. I, I I don't understand why they continue to have the big match the week before the pay-per-view. So the week before November, was it November to remember? Yeah, I think it was. The week before that, or it might have been the one before that. Uh, no, was the second brought to wide? Uh, yeah, I was trying to think what the second pay per view was. It wasn't November to remember who it was. I don't know, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, Basically, born to be wired. Um, obviously, Sabu wrapped up in the barbed wire. Terry Funk, Sabu winning the title. Uh, yeah, Sally got, yeah, got a week before. These guys have been in absolute war. Um, yeah, you, a match always too extreme to show on TV happens. Oh, and now we've got like the pay per view three way normal match. So yeah, that was crazy. They just they just continue to, and I don't understand why you have to have the big match. It's such a bizarre pay per view model. 
in the sense that you know this that whole i mean the the only we are lucky they didn't do taz versus sabu the week before the the pay-per-view well, because that's almost where we are with it isn't it yeah it's almost like the, the show before the pay-per-view be like oh can't wait for Bay Legal, Taz and that finally met. But they met last night for the first time in front of 250 people. But when they get their hands on each other next week, that's yeah. the one that counts. Exactly. We've been building for 51 weeks. Well, just hold it off for another week. We've got a pay-per-view that you're selling. Yeah, now Dreamer, um, just incredible. Like I said, just, just let them have a match. So they can get a bit of chemistry going, but, the, but, the but we spots don't know. as well. How much they went through. Yeah, but I say we don't have to know about it. This is that just incredible. Tombstone pile drives Beulah McGillicuddy. That's a big spot that we see in a still a week before they have the match on pay per view. Yeah, that's the. This guy's gone far enough. Tommy's tied up. Oh my God. No, not Beulah. What's he doing? This guy, what's wrong with him? He has no respect. Exactly. I mean, it is. That's that Joey Styles. I know I'm supposed to be biased, but I hate Justin Incredible. I hope Tommy Dreamy kills him. Joey, I mean, that's that sort of moment. Yeah. Not just like, oh, by the way, last night he um, beat up Tommy Dreamy, you know, pile drive his wife or two. I mean, but if you want that heat, if you need that extra level of heat going into the the thing, then you have Tommy Dreamer versus uh, RVD. Bearing in mind it's RVD who who runs out and kicks him so that he loses anyway for reasons. You have Tommy Dreamer versus RVD. You can still do it as a first blood match if you wish. And Just Incredible runs out, gets involved, costs Tommy Dreamer the match, and Pile drives Bueller. Yeah. And holy shit, can you imagine what Tommy Dream is going to do when he gets his hands on Just Incredible on pay-per-view next week? 100%. We've already, we're already 1-0 to Just Incredible. Let's go on to the second match. Um, so we get Tommy Dream a whisper in promo. That's all I can describe it as. Yeah, just like, Incredible. I can have a dark side if you want me to. <laughs> All I do every time I listen to his promos is think of Tin Minchin's Dark Side. Um, oh. Just because it is. It's, it's just him kind of going, I can be edgy too. I can be really, really edgy. <laughs> I can stand on high things and look off. I can play with candles. I can light matches. None of this bothers me because I'm edgy. <laughs> He's just still trying to find himself massively, isn't he? he? Just oh, so yeah. I mean, that was the other bit. The 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 moves that almost put Justin Credible away were the Spicoli driver, yeah. followed by the DDT, followed by wrapping himself in barbed wire and hitting a, f- a frog splash. None <laughs> of these original innovator of violence. Just gone for a big boot and a leg drop. I know. <laughs> Get it all in there. Oh, uh, my God. He said a tombstone power driver. We've never seen that before. Uh, I love your love for Tommy. Um, speaking of matches... I, I love Tommy, and I, I, I've loved watching him grow, but I do feel that he is possibly the most overhyped ECW original at this point. Yeah, it's just... Um, Never been able to win the big one. He's barely been able to win the medium-sized ones. He's been outcoached by his wife. And his highlight video is just Brian Lee beating him up. Yeah. I mean, you know, what do we know about Tommy Dreamer? We know that he usually loses a fight. He's the innovator of using everyone else's moves. And he does what Terry Funk tells him to. And given half a chance to pick a dream partner, he's always going to pick Terry Funk. Well, that's true. 
Uh, um, speaking of matches that could have been on the pay per view but are randomly wait. on this show. Wait, 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 wait. So what? the end of the promo, the end of yeah. the whispering promo, yeah, was brilliant because you've got Tommy Dreamer and he's doing his whispering promo about how. So he's he's doing the gravity promo about how he's got a dark side and Bueller knows this. And then it cuts and it's slightly different and it's even lower of a whisper. (laughs) It's talking about how Bueller got pile driven by Tommy Dreamer and that made her want to be with him. And now she's been pile driven by Just Incredible. So whose side is she going to... And it turns up and it's Just Incredible doing a, a Dummy Dreamer promo. <laughs> and instantly I love Just Incredible because he's just absolutely ra- royally taking the piss out of Tommy Dreamer by doing a whisper promo in the dark with a fucking candle. Oh, that's so good. I mean, there, there is nothing there to build up why on earth, uh, apart from uh, unless we're just saying it's Bueller's kink, why on earth why would we, we build a story that is, well, you pile drove her and then she went onto your team. So now that just incredible pile driven her, doesn't that mean that Bueller's now with just incredible? Tune into the pay-per-view and find out. Why? Why would that be? She'd be with, with, with franchise. Bill Alfonso, RVD, Sabu, for all these people have attacked her. I mean, God knows what she's going to do with the Dudleys. <laughs> so, I loved Just Incredible taking the piss out of a, an RVD promo, a, a Tommy Dreamer promo. In fact, it was so good a copy of Tommy Dreamer's promo, I think Just Incredible is now the innovator of promos. Oh. Get him a T-shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees. Um, yeah, so we get Candido so, versus Lance Storm. Um, again, happy to watch these guys wrestle anytime. They're yeah. amazing workers. But again, just before, a week before the pay-per-view, they get their hands on each other. Like, really? Yeah. Could have um, been Douglas versus Lance Storm. Yeah. Just, just as a... Or, you know, or- Chris Candido versus anyone and Lance Storm comes down to ringside and cheers his opponent on and my God, is that his mystery partner? Beautiful. Love that. Or we could have Lance Storm come out and like pat Bam Bam on the back or something and then he suddenly just thought, well, is Bam Bam going to turn on us again? Anything. There's loads of things they could have done. But um, yeah, like I said, fun match could have been on the pay-per-view easily. So is this Lance Storm's first appearance without the blonde rat tail? Must be. Because he had it last I think week. so. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to work out whether the triple O threat beat him up so badly that they actually beat it off his head. Um, but yeah, I think this is... and it is, it, it, This is one of my favourite things about ECW is watching the slow evolution of... The, the, the wrestlers into who we know they can be. So Lance Storm with his proper haircut now, for instance. Yeah, no, I said stuff like that. It's just, um, it's so cool. And, you know, we're sort of joking and having fun, but I'm so excited for this pay-per-view. I really am. I cannot wait for this one. There's some matches like Bam Bam. We will run down the matches at the end of this. Oh, see, perfect. Uh, we get a promo from New Jack, who states he will be at the pay-per-view. Good. I loved this promo. I mean, I, if I, this doesn't scream just like, fuck off Cronus and let New Jack be New Jack, like... Yeah. Jesus. I mean, it, all right, it was cute, but it's just a failed experiment at this point. They don't make sense together. Neither of them have sort of trained, like, tried to adjust to suit the other one. They're both just doing what they did, but together. Yes. But I loved I loved New Jack just being New Jack. So it was, um, you know, live on pay per view. But unlike Mike Tyson, who will tell you that he didn't do it, I did it. I probably did it. I, I yeah, that was probably me. And if you watch it on pay per view, I'll probably do it again. And it was just so, just like unapologetically, like yeah, I'm that guy. 
<laughs> I'm violent. That's just it. You know, you're going to watch me be violent. The original gangster. Here I go. Oh, love it. We get the Taz versus Bam Bam a backstory. Um, wanting to be his partner, finally agrees to be his savior. Turns on him in still, the match. Still, uh, the still the he's still the line. It's, it's absolutely no, brother. I'm going to be a savior. Absolute masterpiece. Love it. Um, yeah, 100% buzzing for this. Um, so that happens. We get Taz, a promo, talking about what he's going to do to Bam Bam at the pay-per-view. Just that final bit, in case you don't know. And then we end with a massive final advert for the um, pay-per-view. Yes. And just basically a rundown of everything. And if you're not excited, you should be. Um yeah, before we finish off, you say you've got the card there. Obviously, mystery partner, spoiler free. Spoiler free for mystery partner. Um, so, um, I will tell you the card as announced going in. Uh, so, we have the full-blooded Italians who are going to be taking on Jerry Lynn and Chris Chetty. We've got um, Rob Van Dern versus Two Cold Scorpio. Mm. We've got... The blood feud of Just Incredible and Tommy Dreamer. Yeah. We've got Masato Tanaka versus Yukihiro Kanemura Ooh. from FWA, FM, FMW. FMW. FMW, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, we've got um, Chess Swinging Freaks versus the Budleys. Budleys versus the Dudleys. Um, and uh, New Jack and Spike Dudley as well in the three-way dance. I think that's one of those where the, one of the teams gets added to it as a surprise. Yeah, we have um, the Julian Keynes match, a match that Sandman hasn't been in since 1994 against um, Tommy Cairo. Sandman versus Sabu. Uh, we have Taz defending the World Television Championship against Bam Bam Bigelow. And in the main event, we have Shane Douglas and Chris Candido against Lance Storm and a partner that only he and Tammy Sitch knows. Oh, that's actually a really stacked card. That's... Um... Oh, yeah, it's going to be good. Um, it's going to be really good. It's going to be really, really, really good. And you're not going to want to miss it. So make sure you tune in again next week. It's going to be a hell of a review. Talking about a great show. Go on the network. Watch Living Dangerously 1998. Completely get into it so you're fully engrossed. When we talk about it, you're thinking, that's what I thought. So you can get involved and relive the revolution with us also if you want to share your opinions on the show which we'll probably ask for you can do at underscore sports arena on twitter and instagram um we're always getting involved if we're not talking ecw we're probably talking mlw or um anything else that's sort of like going on at the moment because um, hashtag mlw restart that's it isn't it it's just um either retweeting ecw creator wrestlers or Looking forward to MLW or keeping an eye on NWA or anything else because there's some, there's some good stuff out there. Or putting up questions about what would be an ECW War Games match that's liked by the likes of Tommy Dreamer and New Jack. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we've sat there and we thought it's a good question because the Mount Rushmore question is cute, but it's thrown out so much apart from when we do it every 25 episodes because it's relevant. Um, it's just like if you had a war game, who would you send to war to defend ECW? Yeah, that's the question. Not, you know, against Attitude Era, against Nitro, who would you actually send to say, right, defend ECW's honour? Not like who's the most important wrestling. You think Shane Douglas, <laughs> yeah, Cronus. I mean, someone <laughs> like Shane Douglas is like, he's an argument for Mount Rushmore, but would you throw him in there? over New Jack to go to war for this company. And you think, yeah. what well, don't know. So, 
It's just an interesting or conversation. Or of triple threat or a cohesive unit plus someone. Well, plus Lance Storm, yeah. Plus New Jack. <laughs> they just sit back. That New Jack killed everyone and they get the pin. <laughs> Beautiful. Works for everyone. <sighs> but um, yeah, that is the end of the show. Um, like I said, thank you so much. You can head over to zazzle.co.uk or .com. Always check out um, Sports Arena and you'll find some beautiful, extreme-inspired shirts. Um, thank you for everyone that's listening, getting involved. We're loving this. It's, it's great. And everything, you know, everything's just the good stuff now. So it's all from strength to strength. So if you have just got involved, it's the perfect time to get involved. If you want to go back and listen to some of the old stuff, like I said, everything's free. So have a little dabble and find out if British Bulldog ever did turn up and why the Super Destroyers are the greatest tag team in ECW history. Fact. Um, Glenn Osborne. <laughs> Glenn Osborne. Good Lord, there's some, there's some names that should be forgotten. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, thank you very much. And um, we'll be back next week. For more extreme rewind and living dangerously. <laughs> <laughs>